0: In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM
1: 970 and 97.3 FM. Here's what's going on. VFW 7174, located at 12 Pine Street in the Plains, presents the High Roller Adult Prom, Saturday, April 15th, beginning at 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 for single and $25 per couple and available at the VFW. April is National Volunteer Month and the American Red Cross is celebrating. This month, the Red Cross and Peanuts are joining forces as a reminder that it's cool to be kind and help save lives. As a thank you, all who come to give blood through April 23rd will receive an exclusive Red Cross and Peanuts t-shirt featuring Snoopy as the coolest beagle in town, Joe Cool, while supplies last. Upcoming blood donation opportunities include this Thursday, April 13th from noon until 6 at Richland United Methodist Church at 60 Pomeroy Road. That's what's going on from 970 AM and 97.3 WATH and Power 105 WXTQ. Daily reports at the stock market's close. Tune in at 5.30 tonight on WATH to stay informed about your money. The Stock Market Report is brought to you by Goldsberry Wealth Strategies, serving Athens County since 2005. The Goldsberry Wealth Strategies Stock Market Report airs exclusively in Athens County on 970-WATH weekdays at 5.30 immediately after our local newscast. Securities offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services are offered through Raymond James Financial Services, Advisors, Inc. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a registered broker-dealer and is independent of Raymond James Financial Services.
0: True taco lovers can't say Tuesday without thinking taco, especially at the home of Taco Tuesday, Taco John's. So this taco, head to Tuesday John's for Taco Tuesday for deals on delicious beef Tuesdays. I mean, tacos. Taco John's.
1: Taco John's crispy fried chicken tacos are as good as it gets. But if creamy, hatch chili-filled queso makes everything better, is our queso fried chicken taco too good? You be the judge. Try two new queso fried chicken tacos for six bucks at Taco John's.
2: 908, good morning folks. Welcome. It's the party line, and we got a guest today, two guests, as a matter of fact. And our general topic is Athens High School. By the way, we got a couple other shows coming up this week. Tomorrow, we'll be talking about the jobs and family services. And on Thursday, we'll be talking about the 911 operations, the emergency operations, right? But today, it's Athens High School. And joining us today, we have Chad uh, Springer, um, who's the principal, and Eric... Schultis, who is the athletics director, and uh, good morning to each of you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Well, listen. Um, years ago, I was involved quite a bit with the school system and helped in uh, the high school a lot and did some coaching, all sorts of things. Uh, too many to mention, really. But uh, it's been a long time, you know. And I, uh, I don't know uh, how things are anymore. <laughs> But uh, uh, that's why we asked you to come in. Chad, tell me a little bit about your background. Chad, you're the principal.
1: Yeah, I've been in um, education over 18 years. I've taught in really outside of Austin, Texas for a number of years before moving back to Ohio. I'm Mm -hmm. originally from upstate Ohio. I uh, moved back here in about 2012 as a physics teacher when Tom Stork retired. Uh, after three years, I became the assistant principal, and I've been in administration since. So I'm on my fourth year as being principal at Athens High School.
2: Okay. Who was, uh, who was it before you?
1: Um, before me was David Hanning. So David Hanning was the head principal when I was the assistant principal, and then before him was Mike Meek.
2: Yes. Um, okay. That's right. Yeah, that's still, I I knew Mike from athletics, but uh, yeah. not as principal. <laughs> yeah, he had but, been uh, there
1: Oh, since late 80s, early 90s. Yeah,
2: sure. Um, Eric Schultis, you are the uh, athletics director, and um, tell us a little bit about your background.
0: Gotcha. Well, this is my first year here at Athens. Uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've been in education since about 2003. Uh, started off in coaching, uh, from there bounced around and coached and taught uh, different places. Couple, few years in college. Uh, actually spent three years here at high university in mm-hmm. Athens uh, as a graduate assistant. Uh, 2014 or 2015 went back to my hometown to uh, Shenandoah High School, where I was a special ed teacher, a football coach, and athletic director, and then the past few years have solely been athletic director and teacher and gave up coaching.
2: Yeah and your hometown was
0: uh the, the school was Shenandoah. it's in noble county uh there's not really much for towns in noble county uh the town was noble Violet.
2: county is that like cambridge and all of it, that it's
0: between cambridge and marietta
2: okay okay yeah i do know now uh, that high whatever that highway is yeah yep, i-77 yeah well listen uh, so how long um um how long have you been in athens
0: uh, this is uh, we moved in July. Okay, so, so th- really fresh,
2: fresh and new, eh? Absolutely. Well, let's 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 first talk about um, the high school in general. Um, years ago, I was very involved, but I have no idea anymore. I've lost track. Um, I've got grandkids there almost. Well, they are several of them are in high schools now. Um, But, um, Chad, the enrollment, um, you may not know all the history and everything, but how many students currently are involved in the high school?
1: Right now, on any given day, we're in the building about 660, 670. On the books, we have about 740, because roughly 80 students go to the Career Center. So as enrollment goes, you know, we are way down from when you were in school. Um, the well, well,
2: what was it roughly back there? Uh,
1: 1,200. That building was built for 1,100 to 1,200 students. So gradually, really, southeast Ohio has seen a decrease in enrollment across the board, especially in Athens County. So we're, we're down a lot, and you really saw that start to decrease early 90s, and it's just been continually downwards.
2: What, what, why do you think that's happened?
1: Really, a lot of different factors. I mean, some of the main industry in the area is no longer around. Coal has, you know, left the area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the jobs up and left with them. Um, and that that's not unheard of across southeast Ohio. So, you know, from the consolidation in the late 60s to now, we've just seen a decrease in enrollment. But the positive is we've kind of leveled out. It's gone down a little bit. COVID put an impact on us. Um, Of course. Yeah. And so we saw a decrease in enrollment, but we've stabilized since then. And um, we still, I mean, it's an amazing place to be. I always say this. I've worked in two different states, three different high schools. This is the best place to be. Um, we offer the same programming as a roughly 2,000-person high school, as far as you know, these course offerings, athletics, the clubs, everything that a student can be involved in. Um, we offer all those things, and school is what you make of it. So, for me to come to work every day is a gift. I really enjoy being there. I love the interactions with the staff, the students. It's a great community you know we're blessed to have Ohio University here and it's just it's an overall exciting place to be and you know I, I've always seen myself as being here until I retire.
2: Neat. Well um, staffing mm-hmm. um, you know if there were uh, what did you say we peaked down at how many?
1: Uh, Student wise years ago we we were 1100 to
2: 1200. Okay so nearly double.
1: Correct nearly double.
2: Um, And I think that might have been during the period I was most involved. Mm -hmm. Now, um, if you have fewer students, do you have fewer teachers?
1: Yeah, I mean, over time you do. um, You know, and and really the number of staff is not going to be the same as it was in the 70s and 80s because clearly the number of students has changed. Programming has changed, you know, as far as course offerings and, you know, the number of you know, advanced course offerings have always been high at Athens High School. Mm -hmm. And you you do look at student to teacher ratio. We do have a decent, if not smaller, student to teacher ratio. Um, And so we try and keep the the benefit with those things that make Athens High School unique.
2: Sure. Well, um, let's see here. Let's let's, let's talk about uniqueness, okay? Um, There were so many things that were unique even back in my day. Not at as a student here, because I grew up in Worthington, uh, yeah. up in Columbus, but uh, rather when my kids were going to school here. And I was just amazed at um, how well organized in the variety in um, um, of, of clubs and different things that took place at Athens High School. I assume that's still the case.
1: We do. I mean, we we offer a wide variety of um, student interest uh, that can take place. Everything from formal clubs to informal clubs. uh, Student interests uh, can range, and it just you know depends on when students meet and organize about these things. And we offer you know some other things that are unique to students um, that can be official or unofficial in capacity. Uh, We have a group that meets weekly to talk about anti-racism. We have a group that meets weekly to talk about women and gender sexual studies. Um, And then we have another group that meets and talks about, you know, just different things going on in life. And, And so those are non-official style clubs that we allow students to meet and have interest in then we have all the the standard gamut that you would see in a high school such as you know student council french club spanish club all the different classic clubs that you think of um and then i've got teachers who brought back uh you know different clubs like key club and they do the the main recycling in the in the school and so they're more of a service oriented style club um You know, some of the celebrations that we've brought back over the years, you know, they've changed, you know, um, we no longer have some, but while we have others that come in and take its place, Senior Make a Difference Day has been a great thing we've done for over 20 years, um, where all seniors go out and volunteer for a day to get community service hours and essentially every senior participates in that. Um, A couple social studies teacher in conjunction with uh, you know a professor from OU they do service learning day which was a week and a half ago so all juniors get to go volunteer at different places across the um, across Athens and so those are your unique things to Athens high school that are service oriented that have a purpose within a classroom also
2: well um, parental involvement um, you know let's see Was it PTA? Is that what it was called years ago?
1: It was. Um, Normally at a high school, a PTO or PTA is less involved. It depends on the area. Most parents really get involved when the kids are at that younger age. Okay. They they have very strong PTOs in our two K three elementaries pre K three elementaries in our uh, intermediate middle school. Whereas at the high school it's a little bit different because we have multiple organizations. You know where you don't necessarily have an athletic or you know booster club organization at at the early grade levels. Whereas at the high school you do so you know, the, the parent involvement changes. We have a band boosters, we have an athletic boosters, we still have the Bulldog Blitz. And so there's ways for the community and parents to be involved that aren't necessarily a part of the PTA, PTO. We do have uh, an academic boosters, they're less active, but you know, that we still keep in contact and they that we meet every now and then.
2: Folks, if you just tuned in, our topic today is uh, Athens High School. All right, and we, we also have scheduled coming up in the next week or two, um, Trimble, and, and um, I think we did Alexander recently. Um, so we're trying to cover all the school districts. Um, our guests today, Chad Springer, who's principal of Athens High School, and Eric Schultes, who is the director of athletics at Athens High School. Now, um You mentioned that, uh, you know, there was a time when we had like 1,200 students. Now we're down to 640. And uh, you also mentioned that there were 80 or 90 students involved in a career center. What is that?
1: So um, Tri-County Career Center, which is located in Nelsonville, services most of the local school districts, Alexander, uh, Trimble, FedHawk, New Lex, uh, Logan, and that's where students can go and learn a you know a technical career okay. and tie it in with them. Most people have this misnomer where students go there are not college bound, and that's kind of changed over the past 20, 30 years. Um, They offer highly specialized training over there, their nursing program. Um, Most of our students who go there come out with jobs. That's one of the focuses or foci of the Career Center. We have an amazing um, working relationship with their administrators over there. Uh, Connie Altier is their superintendent and Amanda Wiseman and um, you know, is one of their directors, and so we're in, and Tom McGreevy's the other director, we keep in constant communication with them on our students, because our we don't want our students to feel that they are not part of Athens High School while they attend there. They still participate in all the celebrations that we have.
2: That's, um, that's uh, um, I think, um, you folks came thinking we were going to be talking primarily about athletics, and certainly we can... Um, cover a lot of things there um let's see there's this guy joe burrow is it i think that's his name Uh, joking of course but um you know the uh, joe burrow stadium a lot of things going on there aren't there uh, eric
0: yeah we've been very blessed uh this winter we we replaced the turf it was well past due Uh, Typically, the lifespan of a turf field is anywhere from 10 to 15 years, depending on the amount of sun and the wear and tear that it gets. Uh, (coughs) Pardon me. Uh, So we were lucky to have our turf replaced this winter. And last summer, we actually had the track refinished. So uh, the stadium has got a major uplift uh, with plans for the future to replace the scoreboard for uh, football and soccer this summer.
2: Wow. Um, you know, so let me um, let me refresh my memories. The turf um, at the uh, stadium is natural or artificial?
0: It is an artificial blank surface. Okay, but
2: even so, weather takes a toll, right?
0: Absolutely. UV UV rays from the sun are the are the biggest thing that is hard on. So, on how
2: long had the previous surface been around? I believe it was
0: 2010 or 2011. Right, it was. <coughs> okay,
2: so now uh, we have a new surface the track for years i did all the timing of track and field and all that stuff and um um this is the first year well COVID kind of stopped some stuff but this is the first year i haven't been engaged in all of that down there but
0: um we'd love to have you back down <laughs> <laughs>
2: well i've been invited to all the uh, like there was a time they did a check a test of the equipment and everything and and um oh shucks uh, give me the uh, uh track coach's name
0: uh coach adam gonzi yeah
2: adam i saw adam and his wife recently somewhere and and he said we're missing you you know and that sort of thing but um it just you know i did it for many many years it but, takes a uh, lot
0: of people to make one of those events call, especially right. track
2: we have um you know eight to ten people involved uh from the community and um Oh shucks! The former principal at the middle school. Um,
1: oh yeah, Dr. Grippa.
2: Yeah, Paul Grippa and uh, oh shucks, I, I, I names are so hard for me anymore. I, that's I worry about my memory. <laughs> but uh, in any case, we had a bunch of people that worked on those, and um, uh, it and we looked forward to it too. Um, so okay so you resurfaced the track as well now um scoreboard uh, i didn't know it was misbehaving
0: it, it also is about 10 years old yeah. uh, same time frame of the field was put in and same thing those have a, a lifespan as well uh and it just was coming to its end it was the video board itself stopped working completely and the scoreboard uh, some of the bulbs are starting to burn out and they're they're affecting the electronics from the heat. And I'm not a, a huge tech guy, but I, I know enough that we're, we're right there at the end of its lifespan. Yeah.
2: You may have to pull that, mic just a bit closer okay. to you. So, um, and, and I see here um, you're buying new hurdles?
0: Yes, we have new hurdles already ordered. We actually should have them uh, within the next week or so.
2: Okay. Now, um, when I coached soccer, we would play – You know, not on that field. We played games on that field, but we practiced down on the other end of the campus. And um, there was a baseball stadium down there. Baseball, no, baseball was the other end. Softball, I guess that was. Yes. And um, um, now, and there's tennis courts and, golly, so many different
0: things. Um, How do you keep all of that in great shape it takes a lot of time and and money uh, is the biggest thing i mean every year it's uh, there you have to groom the the turf it's not just just because it isn't grass and you don't have to mow it there's still maintenance that's involved with it there's fence maintenance there's checking the bleachers every year they have to be inspected Mm -hmm. Um, checking the tennis courts they're going to develop cracks over time Uh, refinishing the basketball court there's preventative measures that go on Yearly or quarterly, just to ensure that the facilities are in great order.
2: For years, I I keep going back to history, but for years, I was the spotter for Fred Gibson, at football, and uh, you know, I'd be watching the play, and then I'd tell him, you know, who did the who did what if he hadn't caught it himself, and um, then he'd announce it on the PA system and all that sort of thing. And, um yeah, the press box was busy. And, of course, we had broadcasters there covering the games. And we, by, we I mean the radio station. And, um, yeah, it's, it's quite a chore to be the director of athletics.
0: <laughs> there, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of facilities. There's a lot of people, coaches, parents, students, that they all are huge stakeholders and, and are required to, to make it all work.
2: Well, um, is there something that – let's talk about future planning and that sort of thing. Is there some – what do I want to say? Some need that has yet to be filled in terms of a, 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 a sport facility?
0: We've tried to hit every sport facility the best that we can right now uh, looking at a, like a triage looking at what is the greatest need and then also trying to serve it equitably in, in baseball the need was a scoreboard in softball the need was a fence obviously the turf was was going out and and for football and for soccer and the track was replaced so we look at what the greatest needs are and then also try to serve it equitably uh, I would say some of the next projects that down the road would be uh, the, the scoreboard in the softball field i'm not sure the age of it it's still working now but at some point it's going to start to fail mm-hmm. um, that's going to be an issue that's going to come up um, and then the gym itself uh, we, we haven't mentioned it it's within the building it is uh, the bleachers constantly have issues and they're going to need work and it's just uh, look at what all of the different facilities that we have are and then try to perform triage and figure out What needs it the most and then also do it equitably
2: yeah well um, let's see so what's your um, obviously the school district provides you a budget um, monies but um, you have other ways of raising funds too right
0: yes we do most of our most of our revenue comes from ticket sales and pass sales um, we are exploring different options to try to not only increase our revenue but also to provide more opportunities for our community members to attend games we did passes this year uh, with moderate success and that I don't know that a lot of people really knew that it was going to happen it was kind of last minute with me coming in a little bit right before the seat or the school year uh, but we did those with moderate success. We plan on pushing those out big time. It's a way for us to create some revenue. And also, if you're on a fixed income or you have lots of kids and grandkids, that allows you to go to a lot of events uh, for a better value.
2: Okay. And, and when you say passes, I'm not sure what that is. It, it's a is sense. that a season pass to any sporting event? Yes, sir. Okay. I get it now. And
0: uh, yeah. so just for kicks... What are those currently run? Uh, it is, I th- we haven't done them since the fall. I believe it was 175 for an individual okay. and 75 for a senior citizen.
2: Okay. Well, um, now, <clears throat> let's see. Sometimes you can make money hosting postseason stuff, right?
0: Yes, that's something else that we have kind of got back into a little bit this year. We hosted uh, some Southeast District tournament events in volleyball and basketball and in soccer. Uh, and they pay a rental fee to the to us to host that. So we're hoping to uh, utilize those funds to start to address some of those needs as well.
2: There's a term that um, has become uh, even more important over the years, and that is equity, right, or equality. Um, it, when you go and meet with fellow athletic directors and everything, um, I assume – you know, the High School Athletic Association still does all of that sort of thing like they used to. Yes, sir. Um, you know, this equality topic has become far more prominent, right? Absolutely. And, and tell us what, what they're getting at there.
0: The, w- one of the big things is they're just trying to create, or not, not they, we are trying to create an environment to where every kid feels like they belong. Uh, the, the OHSA they do a uh, last year was the first year they're planning on doing it again this year it's a diversity equity inclusion and belonging uh, seminar uh, where a school many of the schools from around the state would meet in Columbus and they had speakers and they provided information on essentially how to help every student be, feel like they're involved it isn't just about Uh, title nine and male sports versus female sports it's also about how do we make kids feel like they belong how do we make it to where every student and every community member feels like that sport and that athletic program provides something positive for them um
2: Chad let me ask you uh, as principal of the high school you know I I know a lot about the athletic department because I spent so much time there myself but um is just as the Ohio athletic sports what I just named it a moment ago
0: Ohio High School Athletic Association
2: okay just did that as that organization exists is there such a thing where principals of high schools and so on gather and share thoughts and ideas and successes and failures
1: we do uh, most of us administrators belong to the um, especially high school the secondary association for administrators oassa and you know we meet periodically there's trainings we go to and there's also law trainings we go to which you know are all, I hate to use the term, hot-button items, you know, big-ticket items coming from the state legislature where we talk about you know, equity and equality, diversity within schools, and how to you know, really respond accordingly when issues come up and to make sure we're in compliance with the new laws that come through.
2: Now, the sport organization is kind of in that Clintonville area, um, or at least it used to be um where where does the OHSSA uh where is their facility
1: it it is uh northern columbus okay really central and so you have an association for elementary school administrators and then you have an association for secondary
2: okay okay well um so how often do they meet
1: really we don't have like set meetings it's just trainings that are offered and then you have district representatives so there is a district representative for southeast ohio um you know and it's actually currently being voted on for the new position so you know we keep in constant communication and uh, you know more so locally most of us administrators talk weekly if not daily um what's going on within schools uh what are you seeing and how are we responding so you know lee rains at the alexander we talk every now and then um, and so, you know, Nelsonville, Tremble. you know, we, we all keep in constant communication because sure. normally what's happening at one district, you're going to see at the next local district. So most of us are pretty well known to one another.
2: Now, um, has, um, you know, there's terms people use like vision and mission and stuff like that. Have you, you know... <sighs> When you think of running a high school, um, how can a mission change or be updated? I mean, wasn't when my kids were going to school the same general mission as the kids today?
1: Well, if your mission is to graduate students, then yeah, I mean, you're going to have the same mission. Um, but the vision of how to do that can change over time because, you know, the needs of the community that you serve, the needs of the greater area do change. Are we bringing in more high tech jobs or are we bringing in more industry? So what you're doing within a high school can change over time as far as providing, uh, you know, support to the community in general. So, you know, when Dr. Gibbs took over uh, almost 10 years ago, he led the district through the mission and visioning process to develop a new vision and mission for the district that we align ourselves to in you know, Athens is unique with our partnership with the local community and with higher ed. So the number of students we have, we have a higher percentage that go to college classes for part of the day, whether it's on campus or off campus. So Mm -hmm. our, our, our vision aligns with the district, but it is unique to us in that, you know, our clientele is different than, say, other local districts. And so how we provide or what we do to you know create a better suited graduate can look different at Athens High School and I think we do a great job our teachers do a great job in the community offers great support to us to produce quality candidates for graduation
2: um, the core values uh, I've heard that term used a lot um, and in not just in education, of course. But, um, you know, our, uh, would you say from the time you first started your career in education, um, have core values changed?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Like, give us some examples.
1: Well, really, it hit me when I... So outside Austin, Texas, I worked at uh, Taylor High School for many years as a chemistry teacher. And um, I had the opportunity to be a part of an, another high school within the district called an early college high school, where we took students of poverty, first generation high school students, and we offered them the opportunity to get their uh, associate's degree in conjunction with a high school diploma. Mm. So it was legacy early college high school. The early college high school concept is not new. It's been around a number of years. But we changed how we worked with students. It wasn't kind of that classic approach to education. And so my core values changed during that tenure there of a couple years where I was an instructional coach, I was working kind of in, you know, going through my assistant principal mentorship, and I was also a teacher at the same time and liaison with with, uh, Temple College. And so in order to take students of poverty, who were, you know, C, D level students and have them graduate, it took outside the box thinking and approaches to education. And so my mantra has been for many years, rigor, relevance, and relationships. That's what it takes to reach students and make them successful.
2: Let's do that phrase again.
1: Rigor, relevance, and relationships. All right. So rigor in the academics that you're going to provide, the relevance to students, and the relationships you develop with students because all it takes is a positive relationship to make success with a student. If a student can come to school and have one positive connection per day, they're that much better off than zero.
2: Folks, uh, our guests today, we have uh, Chad Springer and Eric Schultes. And um, Chad is the principal at Athens High School. Eric is the athletics director. Or director of athletics, whichever order you want to put that in. Um, I um, did You do you have as much community support as maybe historically there has been?
1: Yeah, I mean, especially. If or we were- is
2: it even greater? You know, I don't know.
1: You know, I've been doing this. I've been an admin over eight years at Athens High School. We always have a great community support. If there's a need, if there's a want, or if there's just communication to be had, it, it's exciting. And so when I go to that first home basketball game of the year and I haven't seen people in, you know, like a whole year and the hugs people give and, the, you know, the comments and the conversations, it is almost like homecoming to me working at that high school with this Mm. community because they make you feel as one of their own even though i'm not originally from here so you know the amount of support we get locally is amazing if there's a need if there's a want people are willing to throw in a hand and people are always willing to talk about the high school because generally speaking they've all had positive connections to athens high school
2: the um you know it seems to me like uh, Eric, we've got um, um I, I, we've always done this to a certain degree, but you have really stepped it up, and that is uh, paying attention to different um groups to be recognized uh, who are attending various uh, athletic events um I think of um oh um f- first responders like um military appreciation um and and you know they've always been an alumni, but they you're doing more of it um i I just think that's terrific what um and and you know we have also the young folks not in high school yet and <laughs> recognizing their programs and at various Uh, games and events, right?
0: Yes, absolutely. Uh, Pardon me, I've been fighting allergies. Sure. Uh, We have, we've done youth basketball, Uh, they played at halftime of the of the varsity boys and girls games. Uh, We have done, they're doing a youth sandlot league, or youth sandlot night where they're going to have the 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 youth come to one of the baseball games and be present. Going to try to do the same thing with softball, got to get with our softball coach on that. Um, Our plans for next year is to do a military appreciation night. Uh, and to get those people in there and recognize them uh, for their service that they've done for our nation and the community. Same with first responders. Uh, without the <clears throat> without what they do, uh, we're not able to have the freedoms and do the things that we do. So we want to recognize them. And on, on more than anything else, is we want the high school to be a center of the community. It is. It is what is producing the next generation of our community. And there needs to be a connection with the, the community that's already graduated, whether from Athens or, or is transplanted and is now living here, and the students that are here because they're four years away from being peers in the workforce and in the community. and So to develop those relationships and build that, that alignment between those two uh, groups is important. Yeah.
2: Well, um, so, Chad, think for a minute, um, what is something that um, hasn't worked, but you still want to try?
1: Well, that's that's actually a really good question. So, one of the things we're working with <clears throat> as a campus is updating our, of our practices, and you know, there's always grow, growing changes, or growing pains with change, um, really aligning our... You know, grading practices and rigor to, you know, common practices that are around. I've gone through this with a couple different high schools I've worked at, and that's really aligning grade books, meaning, you know, we have specific categories for grades um, major grades, minor grades. So when a parent who has multiple students at the high school, there's a common language we're using when parents are checking on grades. They understand a test is a test, which you would think is kind of commonplace, but, you know, it is something that we're aligning over the course of the past year a year if not two and one of the things we started uh, during Dave Hanning's tenure was the high schools that work program which looks at your practices as a as a high school and you know you create focus groups for improvement and in fact the summer we're being recognized in, um, in in Florida at the national conference for re- receiving a, what's called the Gene um, Gene Bottoms Pace Award um, there's one of about 20 schools nationally, um, that's being recognized. So some of the things we've been doing with the help of our teacher leaders have led to long-term success as, Athens high school, but there's still a long ways to go. Um, and that's why it's a process. And so I'm, I'm pretty excited how far we come and I'm excited to see where we're going 10 years down the road.
2: Um, <clears throat> do you, um... In, you know, in your back pocket, do you have a list, you know what I mean, of, of things in your head? Of course, I don't mean literal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, something that you've always wanted to do, but either uh, time hasn't permitted or something, you know, it, it, something yet to you wish to achieve.
1: Uh, You know, personally, I'd like to see more um, college credit plus within the high school. Uh, You know, we do have a number of students who take advantage of college credit plus in general. It's a great avenue and gateway for students of moderate to low means of poverty, you know, where they might not have the funding to be able to, you know, Go to go and receive uh, go to college right away after high school. So if we it, as a, as it's a state rule where we provide uh, for free tuition, free education at the local universities, and so a number of my teachers do offer that on campus. So right now we have about 87 students who take advantage of our on-campus college credit plus offerings. Um, only a handful go to the local universities c- completely. Um, the majority of, uh, t- of our students take uh, advantage of our math offerings, our science offering. And it'd be nice to expand on that because having worked with students of poverty in Texas, a, you know, we had 100% graduation rate. 90% of our graduates at my last high school received an associate's degree. And these were students who, not, they would not necessarily be able to go to higher ed. So to expand that, to our students at Athens High School would be great because we do have a high poverty rate within the local community and so to offer that as an advantage to our students that's my like long-term goal it'd be nice to see that occur
2: the um you know um everybody's trying to find ways to raise money right and um schools are no different um sponsorships um there's you know i i see signage about uh at different ball games and things like that and um different local businesses um you know and it could be maybe they have a kid involved in the program but maybe not maybe they're just they're trying to uh, attract more customers right so um are, you have a lot of programs like that
0: uh eric yes we have several our our football team uh, does signage to raise money so does our basketball teams Um, and then as an athletic department as a whole we offer students free uh, admission to games uh, with offsetting that cost with sponsorships Mm -hmm. Uh, we've just recently added um, a radio-esque programming to our athletic events that cleans and filters the music to make sure it's appropriate and family friendly and also provides ad opportunities within the football game the basketball game the baseball game the soccer game so we've just added that as well so that's on the
2: public address system yep through the public
0: address system yes sir uh and our plan is or my plan is to create some alignment with our sponsorships i don't know that it's ever had a set structure in place but to try to create a structure to where it provides different levels and opportunities for community members or businesses to do those sponsorships to where they're mutually beneficial because uh, we obviously need the extra funds to do some of the things that we are able so that we can do them um, but at the same time we want there to be a return on investment for these local community members and local business people because uh, we want them to have uh, their stakeholders within what we do and we want them to, to benefit from it
2: Many years ago, I worked on with the athletic boosters. Even served as its president and stuff like that. Um, I assume that organization's still going strong, and and um, um, probably have new ideas that I never thought of. Right?
0: Yes, I uh, I just spent this school years my first year working with them they've been fantastic they've had some great ideas they've been receptive to ideas that i've had and our coaches have had um, and it's been really good i mean they've kind of been behind the eight ball uh, because covid wiped out all everything that they had so it's kind of rebuilding the coffers a little bit because when we had the limited attendance and therefore limited concessions and all of the other things that covid caused uh, it put some financial strain on the boosters club not just here probably everywhere
2: yes yes i just happened it just popped in my mind i heard mike uh, heflin uh, broke a record the other uh, day uh in track the i guess the 100 yard days right
0: yes i believe that was the one
2: that's kind of cool
0: and we actually had a freshman female track runner uh sophie Salosi, who broke the 3200 and i don't remember the time but it was fast yeah
2: well, what, um, <clears throat> let's see, is there a sport that you don't offer that you have sort of been thinking about?
0: Uh, well, we're in the process of adding eSports potentially, um, which
2: is. Uh, forgive me. I don't know what that might be. <laughs>
0: that is uh, the sport of students playing video games against each other.
2: Oh, my. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. Well, um, <clears throat> really?
0: e-sports e-sports yes uh,
2: and how in, in the high school athletic association how, is there a program um, do they recognize that
0: it is a loose affiliation now uh it at some point will become a full-fledged sponsored yeah. sport in my opinion uh there are colleges all over that offer it. actually there's more scholarship monies available to students playing video uh, games than there are traditional athletic events remarkable remarkable we have we have a ton of offerings uh I I don't know that we can add a whole lot more than than what's available I, I believe the only sports that are out there that we don't currently offer are gymnastics bowling lacrosse and boys volleyball
2: and are any of those being thought about
0: not at this moment it's one of those things if there would be enough student interest to cause it to become part of the conversation, then we could look at a club and then potentially adding a sport. But at this moment, I don't believe so. Uh, We, we, over half of our students are involved in athletics. So when that number-
2: It's a good number, you know,
0: yeah. yeah. So it would, you're eventually taking away from another sport to do that. So if we had to increase number of students with interest to do so, then we would have to start having those conversations.
2: I have a granddaughter who's uh, thirteen, I think, and is starting to get nationally recognized for ice hockey. She's down in Chesapeake, Virginia, Norfolk area, and um, they—my goodness—the trips they make, uh, just amazing. Ice hockey is a
0: very difficult sport because not every community has a venue that yeah, can accommodate it.
2: Yeah, and she started here at Bird. Mm-hmm bird arena uh some years back but anyway she's also now for the first time this year involved in lacrosse and um now wait a minute do i have the right sport lacrosse it's like no field hockey that's what i meant to say um which is just played on turf instead of ice right yes And you gotta run instead of slide but anyway um so you know we so we don't have a field hockey team right no we do
0: not i'm not uh, it may be a state recognized sport it's one of those sports in the state of ohio that is such small pockets that offer it i'm not sure you'd have to travel so far yes yeah
2: well um okay so um, athletics so you mentioned some sports that you don't offer is there one that's simmering you know and and maybe the answer is no but um, N- not at this moment there is okay all right well uh, Chad the um, uh, class officers and things like that uh, I enjoyed working with them um, for some years and um, Golly, many of them have stayed in the community. I could start naming some of them and are really prominent citizens here locally now. Um, that's always the case, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, we have some very talented students. Um, Brian Deering does a great job working with our student council. He starts with freshmen and then he, he works with them throughout the years. And we've got a, an amazing number of teachers who are advisors for class officers. And they've redelegated their different responsibilities over the past few years, um, who's in charge of what type of things. But they really push students to be student leaders. We've got some amazing students. Uh, You know, I'm also chairman of the Hall of Fame Committee for Athletics. And you look at some of our graduates who have gone to do amazing things, everything from, you know, working in different countries to working for the State Department. We do have some amazing individuals. And they all started at Athens High School. Yeah.
2: Well if um, is there some um, club or organization that doesn't exist at Athens high school that you'd like to see um, initiated
1: we're We're kind of getting there. Um, a lot of our clubs you know through different leadership from the teachers have moved more to a community service oriented approach. And it's really finding the one club that's spearheading that for all the different clubs to be a point of contact for, here, this opportunity is available, so why doesn't Key Club go take advantage of this? Um, really, just one club that is volunteer or community service oriented would be great, you know, because that you know, being centrally located at the high school, a lot of our students are looking for those opportunities to be part of something bigger than themselves. Um, and if we look to, you know, student council to do that, it's too much for that one club to stretch themselves then to do that.
2: Yeah. Well, um, let's see here. I, obviously, I would guess football has the largest attendance. Is that uh, generally correct?
1: Yeah, that and basketball still.
2: Okay. And um, let's see, how many can you sit in that uh, gymnasium?
1: The gym will sit about 1,290.
2: Okay. And a typical high school football game at Athens has what kind of attendance?
1: Uh, Oh,
0: I I don't know the exact number. Uh, I I wasn't prepared for that question. Okay. I'm going to guess that we're probably in that – that fifteen hundred to two thousand range. Okay, good. Well, um,
2: if a parent's listening and they have some ideas of things that might be uh, neat to add, um, what's the proper way for them to bring that up? Is should they just contact you, or should they get involved in the uh, parent-teacher association, or
0: just what? What do you think? Absolutely. I think both of those are great options Uh, through our booster programs, uh, contacting us directly. Uh, I know one of the things that I think, (coughs) pardon me, Mm -hmm. uh, is is so important in this role is effective communication with stakeholders. So every week I send an email out with upcoming events and important information and monthly newsletters. So through that, the the community that is parents and students themselves, they, they have my email address. It's also on the website. So that's probably the easiest and simplest way uh, to contact me at least. I can't speak for, for Mr. Springer on that, though.
1: Yeah, I would say just, you know, my email can be found through the district. But to contact me directly, either via email or phone call, mm-hmm. I talk to community members all the time. Or stop us at a game to have a conversation Um it's one of the better portions of the night when we're watching students compete is having those, you know, interactions with the greater community.
2: I'm curious, and uh, not that this is important, but what caused you to move from Austin, Texas to Athens, Ohio?
1: Well, originally, I, you know, I, I, I'm originally from Norwalk area, Sandusky area, okay. um, and I was stationed in, uh, in Texas in the military and ended up staying there going through my undergrad and, you know, met my wife in uh austin area and and taught right outside austin we we were there almost 17 years neat city it is i love it
2: yeah um what about your roots chad i or um i'm sorry art Uh, eric man (laughs) i'm having trouble now uh eric uh, what about your roots I, i think you gave me something there but i've forgotten already
0: yeah i'm from about an hour and a half from here so it wasn't uh, too drastic of a move uh, for me and my family. Uh, I'm from a little town right outside of Caldwell, Ohio yeah. uh, in Noble County, but it was it was a great opportunity. Uh, the, the reason why I took this plunge uh, is my previous superintendent, this guy named Dan Leffingwell, who I consider a mentor, he said it would be an absolutely wonderful opportunity. Uh, I also have four children, mm-hmm. and their ages are anywhere from three to nine and I knew that this area had so much to offer for kids, and I felt like it was a great opportunity for for my family to get a, a fresh new start in a great place.
2: Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed uh, the program this morning. Athens High School has been our topic, and uh, let me add that we do have a similar show coming up for both Nelsonville York and Trimble, and that's um, a few weeks away for each of those, I think. So, um, Ch- Chad Springer, principal of Athens High School, Eric Schultes, Schultes, there we go, from the athletics director. Thank you, guys, for coming in. Yeah, thank you. And I
0: appreciate it. Yep, thanks for having us.
2: All right, let's see what's coming up tomorrow. Christy Slimmer is going to be joining us. She um, She's involved with the Athens Job and Family Services, and, um, boy, that's an important uh, organization, and uh, it's been... A particularly important the last few years. So um that's coming up. And then on Thursday, let's see here. Oh, we're going to talk about the 911 center. The uh the the Gal who uh, Teresa foutsimler I think is her name and she heads up that where you call 911 and what do they do? We're out of time. <laughs>
0: In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970
1: and 97.3 FM. ATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com.
2: I'm Allison Keyes in Washington. The International Monetary Fund is downgrading its outlook for the global economy amid inflation and worries about banks. CBS's Vicky Barker. Not technically
1: in recession, but the IMF says persistent
2: inflation persistently